1: This is God's truth in action. Welcome to Engaging Truth. This is Dave Schultz, your almost host for this evening. This is a Christmas program that we put together uh, with a special guest that we've had on quite often, but he has a special way of sharing the message of Jesus. His name is Pastor Chris Singer. He is pastor of Trinity Klein in spring or in North Houston, whatever. But we just want to invite you to listen carefully to these winsome words about what the Christmas message is all about, what Christ has done, what he continues to do, and what he promises always to do for each one of us. I just want to say welcome to the program. Listen carefully to Pastor Chris Singer. He's bringing you a winsome message that alone can bring hope. In hopeless times. Thank you for joining us.
0: I do enjoy Christmas for all kinds of reasons. I love the lights and the prescription of being joyful in the words of strangers shouting, Merry Christmas! I love the music and I even love the movies. I have some favorites, and while I would say they're probably not considered to be the classic Christmas movies, I will admit I really don't mind watching them over and over again. I simply love the movie Elf. I love the Peanuts Christmas special, and I also like Christmas with the Cranks. I also really like the movie The Polar Express. It's a story about a boy whose love of Christmas is wearing thin. It's a story of his journey on a magical train of kids traveling to the North Pole to see Santa Claus off before his all night ride. Of all those children, Santa picks this boy who is doubting Santa and Christmas to receive the honored first gift of Christmas and he chooses the most genius present of all a bell from Santa's sleigh he shakes it and struggles to hear the bell ring which is analogous of a truth that only childlike faith can hear the magic of Christmas but then as he lets go of doubt his ears are filled with the ringing of the bell The bell only rings for those who believe. In the hurry to leave the North Pole and return home in time for Christmas morning, he forgets the bell on the seat of the sleigh. But faithfully, it arrives at his home the very next morning in a small box underneath the tree. And when the boy opens it, he begins to shake it, and with great relief, he smiles as he can still hear it ringing loudly and clearly. His sister, too, hears it as he shakes it and it rings, but it is their mother that who laments that this bell must be broken because she hears nothing. The bell only rings for those who believe. I think the story of the Polar Express touches the heart so powerfully because it is a journey from doubt to belief. And really, when you think about it, so many stories of the Christmas season are about the same journey. From anger and stinginess to joy and giving. From losing meaning of the season to finding it again. Or from some kind of hopelessness to a bright morning full of hope and love. From doubt to belief. Tis the season. And it resonates so strongly for so many because of the effects of sinfulness in our lives. The loss of belief. The loss of trust. And the loss of faith. This Christmas is an opportunity for us to consider again where we are currently along that road. Again, Christmas calls out to us like Jesus did to his disciples in the crowd on that day when he stood a little child next to him and said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus talked about it again in the parable of the sower. He said that people in their sin have lost their ability to hear the kingdom of God. He said, "For this people's heart has become calloused. they hardly hear with their ears, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they might see with their eyes, hear with their ears, understand with their hearts and turn, and I would heal them." So as you consider your own surroundings this year, do you hear Christmas ringing? The reality is, is it is possible to go through the entire Christmas season with all of the Christmas motions and still not really hear it. You see the star, but you don't see the light. You hear about the wise men, the miracle of a virgin giving birth, and yet you don't feel the awe and wonder. You see angels in store windows, but can't hear them sing. And the Grinches and the Scrooges in this life are many. The volume of anger in our country, the division seen across almost every issue that is discussed, health crises, life crisis, broken relationships, as well as career and financial burdens are just a few of those things that bring about a longing to hear the bell ring. Let's go back for a second and consider that very first Christmas. God's people were pressing forward into another year where, politically, the Romans were still in power over them and had been for well over 50 years. The taxes were high and despised, and the decisions of the government were not often received with praise and appreciation. The religious leaders continued to operate under a theological and temple practice that was extremely burdensome to all people. The Jewish laws and obligations were many. And were like a full-time job in and of themselves. Needless to say, there was a lot to bah humbug about. There was one belief, though, that stand above the rest. It sustained hope and provided the people a reason to push on. That one belief was Christmas. Now, of course, at this time the people didn't know it by that name. They referred to it by using phrases like "When the Messiah comes." When the promised one arrives, then everything would be made right. For example, if you remember, the woman at the well, she told Jesus, I know the Messiah is coming, and he will explain everything to us. She was, in a sense, saying that Christmas was coming. Of course, the bell was ringing as Jesus, or Christmas, was standing right in front of her, but she was struggling to hear it. All of the people during this time were looking forward to the arrival of the Messiah because with him, he would bring joy, peace, and righteousness. Hopes would be fulfilled. The expectation was that God would remove the evil Roman rulership and the Messiah would rule over his people in their own promised land. Dreams would come true. The deaf would hear again, the lame would leap, the blind would see, the mute would speak, and the dead would rise again. True Christmas miracles. No wonder there was so much excitement when people began to talk about a child born in Bethlehem as the Messiah. The amazing story of the darkness filled suddenly with light and the heavenly chorus of the angels over the shepherds that night. And so enter into our script, Zechariah. Zechariah was a priest from the tribe of Levi. He and his wife Elizabeth were childless. And we learn that Zechariah had been praying to God for a long time for a child. Zechariah shows up to work one day and is selected by Lot to a unique service of entering the table and burning incense. And because of the great number of priests, it is most likely that this would have been the only opportunity of Zechariah's lifetime in order for him to serve the Lord in this way. Let's pick up the reading at Luke 1, verse 11. We read While Zechariah was in the sanctuary, an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing to the right of the incense altar. Zechariah was shaken and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, Don't be afraid, Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. Your wife, Elizabeth, will give you a son. One of the realities of seeing an angel is that it can cause great fear. I think of the Christmas carol when the ghost of Christmas past appears, and I remember being frightened from that. Well, throughout Scripture, we see this fear grip people when they encounter angels. Isaiah in the temple falls down. John falls down before the angel in Revelation. But after the assurance of this strong and mighty angel that there is no need to be afraid, the angel goes on to deliver good news to Zechariah. God has heard your prayer. How many times have you prayed for something so often you wonder if God has even heard you? I know that even if I didn't get what I prayed for, there have been times in my life where just knowing that God has heard me and acknowledges me would bring a comfort and relief to me. But the news is even better than that. The news is not only has God heard and acknowledged you, Zechariah, he is going to give you what you have asked for. This isn't just good news, this is great news, right? Imagine if an angel appeared to you and said to you, That prayer that you've been praying for, the answer is yes, it's coming true. It's also not a vague description about the yes, it's a very specific yes. The angel describes it all. And you are to name him John, he says. You will have a great joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or other alcoholic drinks. He will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before his birth. And he will turn many Israelites to the Lord their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. This is incredible. Zechariah, not only is God answering your prayer with a son, your son's going to be a rock star. And there's even more. He is going to be the opening act for the greatest expected gift ever to come to the world, the coming of the Messiah, the promised one. In other words, this is incredible news. It's time. Christmas is here, Zechariah. Now, let me ask you, what would you say in hearing such great news, from an angel no less? As I thought about this, I remembered as a little boy those times when I would hear the Christmas story, and I remember wishing that I could have been there to see it. In my own moments of doubt, I often reasoned that if I could see and hear the angels, then I would really believe. But have you heard the phrase, hindsight is 20 I've realized that the advantage and blessing that I have today is to be able to look back to that first Christmas and see the entire story and life of Jesus. And honestly, with Zachariah's response, we realize that even seeing and hearing it directly from an angel does not guarantee that we can see and hear the good news of Christmas. In verse 18, Zechariah says back to the angel, How can I be sure this will happen? I'm an old man now. And my wife is also well along in years. Wah, wah, wah. Zachariah says, yeah, right. That's impossible. I'm old. My wife is getting up there in years too. Does that tone sound familiar? God, I know you said you would provide for all my needs, but it's going to take a bigger paycheck than what I got this week. God, you said that I need to share my faith with others, but I can't. I don't know enough about the Bible. God, I hear you saying you forgive, but this sin I've done or the sin that's been done to me is is too big, too shameful, too devastating. We'll talk about a Scrooge or Grinch. What kind of a response is that? It's a response of a sinner. That is exactly what happens to us because of sin. Even back to the very first sin, the garden of Eden, the faith and the trust of Adam and Eve and God's words, warnings, promises were all thrown into doubt by that evil accuser and serpent, Satan. He polluted faith with doubt. The reality is we can't hear Christmas ring when we limit his words or promises to our current reality. As sinners, we are quick to doubt God. We find it so hard to believe and to trust God. We want proof that God is really going to keep his word. And when things are extremely bad, and it really is going to take a miracle, we find that doubt isn't just a dark cloud passing through life. It's more like a slimy and dark, slippery mud pit. We may have tried so many times before, but we always seem to slip right back down into that dark hole. Well, God hears the doubt and rejection of his message, and Zechariah hears God's decision. The angel said, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now, since you didn't believe what I said, You will be silent and unable to speak until the child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled at the proper time. Now that doesn't sound very good. This sounds like a punishment. And it is. It doesn't sound like God is very forgiving or understanding here, does it? But he is. God could have said to Zachariah's response, Okay, fine. Then no son for you. God could have said, How dare you not trust me? Do you know who I am? You're no longer welcome into eternity with me. Those might be the responses we might give of someone who doesn't trust us. How much more rightly would God be to be able to say that to us when we doubt him? But did you hear what God said? Instead, what God is saying is, Zechariah, I'm going to do as I have said. I am going to bless you with a son. Since you choose to speak words of doubt, I will choose to take away your ability to speak any words until you learn that I am the great I am. I will do and fulfill every word and promise I speak kind of reminds me of something my mom would say to me whenever she would come to me and ask me to do something, but find me to be somewhat obstinate and maybe even refusing to do what she asked. She would look at me and she would say, Christopher, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. It's up to you. The easy way is for you to do what I have asked. The hard way is you will lose a privilege until you're ready to do what I have asked. And hear the good news. Christmas doesn't need your faith to be strong, nor does it need your feelings to be happy and positive, nor your reason to be fully surrendered for it to be true. It is true. Henry Nowen wrote this, Christmas is saying yes to something beyond all emotions and feelings. Christmas is saying yes to a hope based on God's initiative, which has nothing to do with what I think or feel. Christmas is believing that the salvation of the world is God's work and not mine. Well, just like God kept his promise to Zachariah, God keeps his promise to you. To Zechariah, he gave a son who was named John. To you and me, He has given his one and only son, Jesus. This promise he kept had nothing to do about whether or not we have been naughty or nice. No, Christmas is the reality because God so loved you that much. So much that he gave Christmas to the world. He gave his son for you. So take heart. It's Christmas. Jesus is why we celebrate that first Christmas. He heals the sick, opens the eyes of the blind and makes them see. He causes the deaf to hear, and he is still doing that today and invites you this Christmas to hear and believe. So why not pray to God now? Don't stop. Don't give up. Be persistent in your requests. And then, have you cleared out your ears and taken the time to really listen? Because there's a knock on the door of your heart. It's Jesus. Won't you welcome him in? Welcome him into your Christmas this year. Welcome him into your heart as he brings his gift to hear, see, and believe. It is the gift that he wants you to have this Christmas above all else. Receive the gift of Christmas. Receive the gift of faith. Shake the bell and hear it ring. It's Christmas, and that means tis the season to believe. Would you close your eyes and join me in a word of prayer? As you close your eyes and you consider sitting before God, listen for the things that He may be telling you right now. He is the God of truth. He does not lie when He speaks. His words can be counted on. They are as good as gold. And He speaks these words to you. Believe and trust in me. He draws near to those who are brokenhearted. He provides peace in the midst of chaos. He desires every single person to be saved out of darkness and brought into his light. These are just a few of those promises that he longs for you to hear in your heart this Christmas. Can you hear it? Can you hear it ringing in your heart? Oh God, we thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. There is no darkness in you. Darkness flees from you. But you sent your light into this world. And even in the midst of the most impossible situations, you don't even understand that word, for you move to make all things possible. And we pray that you would open up our ears and our eyes and our hearts this Christmas, that we would hear you, that we would see you, that we would experience your love and your salvation this Christmas. Whether it's the very first time we are coming to believe or, Lord, maybe being renewed in that faith again and returning to those words that you speak to our hearts. Help us to really experience the true joy and meaning of Christmas. We pray for each and every heart That at the sounds of these words, these words about hope, these words about salvation, these words about the Savior's birth, good news, peace on earth, that every heart would receive you and that salvation would be opened in every heart, in every eye, in every ear. And these things we pray as we give you thanks for sending your son, Jesus, to be that gift this Christmas. These things we pray in his name, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you so much for joining us and for hearing this great message that God had for us tonight. I'm Pastor Chris Singer, pastor over at Trinity Klein Lutheran Church in Spring, Texas, and very, very honored to have been able to share this message of Christmas hope and joy and belief with you. I do pray that as you receive these words and as you receive this into your heart, that you would have a very merry and blessed Christmas. God's blessings to each and every one of you.
1: We'd like to just take a moment to remind you that this program, as all of our programs from ELM, are listener-supported. We are a 501c3 not-for-profit organization, and our hosts are volunteers. Your donations help us to remain on the air at this program. Was supported by somebody in the past, and it's on the air because somebody cared to help us do these programs. Well, you can go to your website, elmhouston.org, to donate online, or you can just send us a a check at ELM P.O. Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410. Also, at our website, elmhouston.org, you can access podcasts of past engaging truth programs or use the contact tab to ask us a question, comment on our programming, or submit a prayer request. From the website, you can also jump to our Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube pages. Thank you for listening to this broadcast of Engaging Truth. Be sure to join us each week at this time. To help support our ministry, contact Evangelical Life Ministries, Post Office Box 568, Cypress, Texas 77410, or visit our website at elmhouston.org, or find us on Facebook at Evangelical Life Ministries. Thank you.